you don't accept the rules. I mean, chocolate is okay, but not three or four bars. Yeah. And then I know that you're angry. You have to take fruit. You have to drink more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's not easy. Not everybody can be right. champion, but at least the good habits is something that they will keep you healthy for many years. And that strong mentality is being applied for family, for business. Okay. I mean, sports is very important in a daily life for many reasons. No, for Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Sporting Global Podcast. And today I'm here with Jordi Estera, all the way from Barcelona. Jordi, how how are you? How's uh, hot Barcelona? I don't know if it's uh, so hot these days, but, you know, I hope you're doing well. Well, the weather is going better. I mean, autumn is arriving, but uh, yeah. still the sun shines and the blue blue sky i am happy to be here i guess uh, it's a fantastic period after summer and here i am ready to talk about the sports industry let's let, let's do it i mean like it's a, it's a pleasure having you part of this and and before we kind of like kick things off i guess i i, I just you know came across my mind a very personal story from uh, my first trip to Barcelona. So when I, in 2018, I was uh, studying, um, you know, sports in high school and we had our final year and uh, we had the opportunity to go to Barcelona, to Loreto de Mar actually. It's, it's a little bit outside, but I think Loreto you know where it is, of course. And I uh, had the opportunity to be there, uh, I think it was a week or two roughly on like a training camp. So it, it's it's good experience. And I actually celebrated my 18th birthday in Barcelona, you know, so wow. I have very good memories from Barcelona. And, and it's funny to see kind of like how, uh, you know, now, you know, we're working with you guys, you know, hopefully, you know, I'll be back in Barcelona meeting you, you know, in person and then seeing all the totally. cool stuff you guys are doing. But I'm excited to be back, you know. Of course, I mean, uh, I mean, the pandemic was a very, very, very awkward situation where yeah. so many restrictions, um, that economy based on tourism was blocked, was really damaged by, by, by the block of, of not allowing people to come and that totally this, the, the, the health was the priority. Right. And now it's coming back to normal, step by step, yeah. with a lot of uh, enthusiasm, a lot of motivation, and of course a new point of view. But uh, yeah, Jure de Mar is uh, close to the sea, lovely food, seafood, and a lot of party, by the way. And, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and that's coming back, step by step. Uh, vaccination yeah. was going well, the same as Portugal. And we are back to new normality, as the people say. But right, and, and I mean, like, you have the... You know, oh, I guess like once this is released as well, you're uh, you're pretty much full on into the new semester. You know, the new season yeah. of the students coming in. So, I, I guess that must be you know feeling good as well, like having the students back in the school. You know, more present, physical as well. How? What is what is your thoughts around this? You know, real quick. Well, the reality is that uh, semester 2020 is something to that we have survived. It's honestly right. was very, very difficult time uh, for everybody. And the way to new semester that, by the way, starts on the 11th of October, but we have the, the induction week during the present week. Right. Uh, students are fully motivated. Uh, that uh, 
that spirit to come back to see a lovely Barcelona, one of the top cities to, right. for studying, for, for enjoying and stuff. And it's going well. It's a lot of, uh, I don't know, it's that type of uh, feeling when you get recharged and the batteries yeah. are really willing to be on for a new challenge, but in a different way, of course. Yeah, well, it's it, it's super exciting and, and it's a pleasure, of course, having you here. And, and I mean, like, I, I think we just have to dive like right into a little bit about your how your journey in the sport industry began. Like, I mean, like you also were a professional <laughs> tennis player. So you kind of like have to bring yes. that in a little bit as well before you, you know, went more on the, you know, business side of things. But take us a little bit through your uh, journey and your passion for, for sports and tennis. Well, my favorite, I mean, I like many sports, but uh, when I was young, my father, due to more or less the, 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 the feeling of uh, you have to choose a sport in order to, to, to do, you know, after the school and things like that. Right. Uh, my father thought that tennis was one of the best sports that I practice. I am, I, I mean, due to my presence, I am 190 tall and I have the conditions physically on that time because i am 47 years old right now and that age of uh, 12 11 12 13 um, i have the the possibility and the potential because i was playing and winning some tournaments and that type of introduction was my father helped me with the sponsoring to me to go into a very good academy right and to start feeling that balance of uh, becoming a professional was true that uh, my father, basically because he's a very, very, how to say, educational uh, background, mm -hmm. he forced me to maintain this combination of education and tennis. That's right. something that is not popular and is not helping. And I hope the same will be one of the most uh, trending aspects in helping that minority of sports players. And, um, and then I start winning tournaments. I get some ATP points. ATP is an association tennis professional nice. uh, where you can go and escalate positions, but tennis is very tough. If you right. don't get on the 50 or 80 in the wall, you cannot survive because you have to travel, paying a coach is very tough. Right. It's, very, it's only for for how you say, for brave people, who pe people who has uh, sponsors or, or, mm. or the intention and, and my experience that I achieved with, uh, I think was the age of uh, 17 years old, then I decided to quit because it was uh, too much. Right. <laughs> and that transition allows me to enter in a university and it's something else that is very tough because you feel like you lose your time yeah. but it's not really that happening because my father explained me many things about that and honestly i'm really happy about this balance of i'm still playing tennis as a amateur yeah, by the way we won the catalonian tournament uh, up to 14 years old that means i am still tough there you go there you go <laughs> and 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 was i mean and then I saw sports and opportunity in education. I entered with the sports and management master. And right now we are adapting our bachelor that is coming soon. And we have many other products on the way because honestly, sports is amazing. It's so many things that uh, are needing to change and transform that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love what I do. No, but that that's what matters the most, right? I mean, like, it's just following your passion. And and I mean, like, it's it's a very interesting story as well, because I think, you know, 
uh, looking a little bit back as well, like tennis has a very strong culture in, in Spain, you know, in general as well of, of, of being a very well known, uh, you know, country for tennis. And, you know, obviously, you know, there, there are those very, you know, top talented world-class players coming from, from Spain well, and, and yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a mystery here because honestly, how a country with 50 million people has uh, always a te- 10 top, uh, sorry, 10 top uh, 100 players or even right. always one or two on the top 10. Yeah. They're, they're in tennis. The question was like at the beginning, people were saying about the weather, about the clay, because we have the red mm. clay. That's yeah. uh, something familiar. I mean, because of Roland Garros, one of the Grand Slams. Sure. And we are really tough in that uh, surface. As, as everybody knows, we fight every single ball. When you see Nadal, you, you understand what it means to, 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 to die for every single ball. That's mm-hmm. uh, one of our aspects. And this endurance, this, this feeling is only here because if you have all the environment uh, doing the same <laughs> or you are the best of the best or right. you, you cannot win. And um, that's also soccer is another thing, football, football mm-hmm. as everybody knows. And golf is going well as well. These are the top three, but from my point of view, tennis is always the, the best. Right. And, I, and as you mentioned, it's an individual sport. Depends on you 100%. And right. You, you have not a team supporting you. You have a coach outside trying to guide you if he's allowed to. Sure. And, and also female and male, we have the best. Well, we always had some very good players. As knows, Rafa Nadal is a galactic player. Right, but but his legacy is coming through Alcaraz, who is a young player coming from behind and is going really fast. And I think is the the future. I I mean he has a big ceiling. I mean a big big situation, but is sure. that um, that let's say quality of Spain that we we create warriors on the court and they yeah. fight every single ball. And now also warriors at, warriors at SE Business School, you know, like having those yeah, four, yes, business, four business top. warriors out <laughs> there as well. Um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, there's there, there's a lot of, you know, obviously there's a reason why uh, the best Norwegian tennis player, you know, went to join the Nadal Basically. Academy, you know, so it's uh, he, he's learning, you know, the way and he's doing really well as well. So it's really fun to watch. Well, it's that methodology, exactly. The methodology of footwork, uh, control of emotions, and yeah. understanding that uh, what I told you, 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 can, you can jump on the court, but if you, your mentality, because as you mentioned, there's so many aspects. I don't want to, I mean, I think we have 45 minutes or something <laughs> like that, but it's about that combination of now technology, nutrition, communication, long-term planning, right. that type of psychology to make some games on the player when he's, when he's understanding that these little changes allows you to win because you play against another player and it's very, very uh, tough because you can play good, but if the other player plays a bit better, you lose. Yeah. And that right. type of feeling and pressure because... Recently, I don't know if you saw Djokovic uh, against uh, uh, this Russian guy Mendelev, uh, who, who 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 was playing great, both of them, but three six three six three bye. And yeah. he has that pressure that is going to become the greatest player in the world, winning all Grand Slams in one year, 
and blah 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 and that that pressure of always winning wow is something really difficult mm. but i mean that little feeling is how to train this is how high performance center has to adapt right and is a is a big change is coming yeah we'll, we'll talk a little bit about obviously your your uh you know experience with high performance center and so sort of like the process you've been working around that as well but first first and foremost i wanted to like you know Go a little bit back to SE. You know, you're obviously one of the co-managing director at the SE Business School Barcelona. And what are some of your, you know, key responsibilities that you're working on right now? Just to sort of like lay that out uh, from an academic standpoint, I guess. Well, ESEI, uh, what we have been building is a great team. I mean, we have a fantastic team in terms of admissions, marketing, recruitment, academics and business development and stuff. And due to the pandemic, we have been adapting like this because mm -hmm. that in inclusion, as we try to ask them, what do you think about the school? What needs to be changed? What do you think we can do better? These type of questions and empowering them to, to, to allow the, 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 let's say, the, that essence of you are part of something. Yeah. Uh, allows to yeah overcoming this pandemic that was tough and and right now with my task is keeping that climate at the same time trying to to get the say entering the sports industry much deeper because we launched uh, two years ago I think uh, sports management a master right. in sports management yeah. Um, I am dealing two new masters coming, but one is about uh, high performance center and the health on the head of that person that doesn't exist. Right. In order to uh, soon uh, to in 2020 is going to be ready. Yeah. And and that's career that combination of my tasks, as you ask, is about also the career of helping the students to understand that they have power, they have a, a word to, 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 to say to the companies. And I help them to create their CV, their opportunities to adapt that interview in order to explain how you add value to this company and right. allowing you to, to run a project and more or less a bit of everything, but yeah. But uh, yeah, always action. Always step forward. <laughs> always, oh, always. You know, just keep keep going and 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 again, like helping the students, right, succeed in their their pad. Mm -hmm. and, and I think you touched about something very important too of just you know listening now, you know, to the students, to your staff about like, okay, what are you know how how has the pandemic you know impacted us, and what are some of the like you know immediate changes that we have to do, you know, to adapt. Because okay. it was a big, you know, shift for everyone. And, and you sort of like have your game plan, you have your, your ways of doing things, right? And, and you know okay. this from, from being a professional, you know, tennis player and working with high performance center too, that you have to adapt, you know, the flexibility oh. and, you know, exactly. adapting to the situation it's, is it's critical. Exactly. You never fail. What you have to fail is better. That's the question. And that's the constructive way, as I right. say, communication is very important. It's like, you have to understand that, you have to do things. You cannot wait until the, the things are coming to you. You have to go and thinking as you're a student, potentially a future leader, and you have to believe on this right. blindly. And then when you are understanding that this is your routine, this is your headlight, headlight let's say, right. well, you wake up is 
wow, you have to be careful. You can go against the door if you are not, uh, you, you have to get that spirit. That's what we encourage here at ESEI. We yep. want the students to be happy, smiling, yep. and understanding I want more, 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 and teachers are the same. That win-win relation is really, really great. That's why ESEI, I think, is one of the best uh, schools in that sense. People who want really uh, understanding the business side, Mm. or this, the business needs and and yeah and ready for challenge always right no for sure and i mean like i i wanted us to to touch a little bit of bond uh, obviously you know for 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 like you know at least five years i've been working with a high performance center as well and they're like in correlation with the, your role with se so i was thinking like talk a little bit about like how you've been able to balance you know both roles to ensure that you're providing you know the you know key value in in both sides of the table because i mean like obviously that's that's very important you know and i think i think a lot of students as well are very like you know they're uh you know they're they're having you know their studies they're you know maybe want to do like some work and then they're kind of like you know they're, they're, they feel like they're struggling to balance it so i think like even like in, in your head like having these both two key responsibilities of providing value it's it, it will give them some insights of like okay you know it's still feasible you can still do it you just have to you know be very smart about your approach and how you do things exactly well totally agree. i mean how i mean the reality of high performance center is um is a revolutionary uh, business who right. totally is uh, drastically changed or must change. Sure. Uh, new blood has to come. That's why I encourage all young students who are in that uh, trend, trendy line of studies and things not to be afraid. Uh, totally the contrary. They have to be strong. They need to show action. And they need to understand that it's not easy. It's not easy because old-fashioned, I mean, let's put an example. Uh, generally, the coaches uh, are there for with their methodology, mm-hmm. their day-to-day uh, exercises, but um, they understand that they need to show to the players the path, the continuous learning, the continuous evaluation, and it's something that they never did before, and they need to use technology that generally are not being accepted because it's something new. Right. Uh, the, 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 the needs of uh, forcing them to give you, uh, as a company, um, a report about the progression, the tournament, the calendar, uh, how you want to get from point A to point B and from point B to point Z and that never ends. Sure. Not, not losing ethics and understanding that they have to be a good human beings. It's like competition on court is uh, winning or lose or, or die or survive, you know? All right. But, uh, that balance, as we understand, tennis is very gentle, let's put it like that. Um, that have to be teach. And you cannot, yeah. I mean, a champion right now is not born, is made. It's something right. that, that something like that have to be the basics. Uh, sometimes you have uh, rebel kids and ladies because they have that combination of not understanding what they want. Mm-hmm. And, and the, how to say, the combination is uh, 
is something how to say is, is something that have to be as an artist you know when you have some some director you have to understand people have to follow you understanding the short medium and long-term plans and also the communication with the fathers to trust that what, what we are doing is great and they don't have to be involved too much they have mm. to understand that if you are in good hands you have to believe about these uh, changes are going to happen in a term either for a professional player either for not professional but the values of the sports are something that they have to be living with us due to the pandemic and a good example of sedentarism and eating food and all that you have to know because you are what you eat that's okay. a very yeah. classic question but uh, sport is everywhere and it must be everywhere you you that that either amateur professional uh, and the team have to be or, or let's put it like that the coach is something you have to earn it's not a label anymore mm. and it's continuous learning and and that's what we try to prepare people for the future people for uh, that type of needs as so many values are involved so many messages are there and and yeah it's, it's tough but as you say living with cows and at the same time trying to put the cows in order yeah and telling to the kids that the simple message is do this do this do this right and then next week again or something else but yeah always on the on top of the players essentially you're just breaking it down you know into little pieces here of like you know measurable actions and goals that you can do in order to achieve you know those results and i was i was listening as well like to your um, you know, kind of like top process around like the coaches and like, you know, adapting new technologies and, and sort of like, you know, learning that process, which I mean, like, I guess can be a little bit, uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't say scary, but a, a little bit on uh, like different, you know, for people to kind of like accepting it. Right. And and so um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about like, you know, being able to go out of your comfort zone, you know, in not only not only for the students, but also the coaches. Right. And people in the high performance center, because at the end of the day, you want to you know ensure quality. Right. Wherever you are. And, and that's a key key element. Yeah, exactly. For example, I give you a, a quick example about Norwegians, for example, Sweden, and, uh, and I just size that it's simple, but yeah. the way to reinvent yourself was fantastic. No, and a little example normally, you jump on a tennis court, you have three or a hundred balls to train. Mm -hmm. That's depending on what you're going to do. This little action of saying, like, for example, if you have a hundred balls, your mind it says, if I fail, I take another ball and I hit the ball. And then boom, boom, boom. I don't, I am not conscious that when on a court in a game, if I make a failure, it's point for the contrary. Yeah. But coming back to change that, you give them to, to the players one single ball. And you see the big change because they play, they know how to play, they know how to train. But when you have one ball and you know that you fail, you have to go yes or yes to pick up mm -hmm. that ball wherever the ball is. Yeah. Your mind is adapting to a big change. And then you know that you have not to fail. That's a reason why is changing a little bit the way of training mm -hmm. and, and making the player to to adapt to the circumstances. And like that, there are thousands of, of, 
of little aspects that they are helping to the player to what we say control of emotions understanding that they have to be tough really tough and mm. going to always breaking their comfort zone as you mentioned that's totally agree right and uh, that's that's how it works and um, that's something that um, yeah you have to be creative as you as, as something else that i want to say do the things as every day the routine is killing you yeah. time to time you have to really break their uh, comfort zone and saying now we do something else and mm -hmm. even sometimes with the kids we create a, a, a game in the academy and uh, the intention was creating the environment on hostile environment shouting to the player and making noise and the player has to deal with it because when right. you're in a big tournament you cannot control the the audience let's say no. And all these little things are, are are the way to play with pressure, playing, you know, and 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 it's 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 thinking out of the box, but it's no box anymore. That box is an invention that we have no box. It's just thinking uh, openly, brightly, and with courage to 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 to, to not being uh, doing routine as many others. Routine is killing you, and in yeah. sport player or any business. If you jump in routine, it's not, it's not, I mean, the pandemic was not a routine, <laughs> right. but, that, but that type of uh, going in a tunnel when you don't see the light and just have to keep walking onwards saying, I have to try this, I have to try that, that's not working, that's another thing to do. Right. And I think it's how you can change and get better and better and better. Uh, believing on you and and always thinking like until someone stops me i will go forward 100 i mean like it's it's a really key key advice here and I, and I think i i wanted to touch a little bit upon you know just creating this i guess high performance center right in, in barcelona and sort of like managing that um you know what what have been some of the key challenge key challenges that you've seen you know creating this and sort of like i guess um working so closely as well with you know professional players like with, with different kind of managers and coordinator coordinators to you know ensuring not only to to build this high performance center but also you know building a high quality culture inside it as well not only for you know the staff but also the the, the athletes, right, that are part of this? Well, the history of the High Performance Center when, um, well, had the 30 years of history, but went uh, around six years ago. Right. Um, the transition of that old culture to the new culture was more or less what you exposed, was a big yeah. challenge. Yeah. We're starting to attract players, professional players, asking them the personal, personalized training on their needs because... Right. Sometimes uh, players, what they need is, uh, is let's say, for example, when they when it's coming winter, that the tournaments they suspend and they have to, for example, getting more speed or yep. a bit weight, or they are looking for the season, either the hard court, the clay court, or the uh, or green green court as Wimbledon. They have to. Well, now, as, as we go back, we don't have the same shoes. We adapt to the shoes. The rackets are, uh, the material being used is changing. Right. Uh, the little aspects about uh, injuries 
or recuperation is something that is, is, is a science, is something that goes uh, crazily in a very, 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 very detailed uh, aspect of, for example, through nutrition, you can do this, you have to follow these this, this things. And, uh, and again, it's these sports players, what they want is someone who really wants with that passion again to create that strategic plan with all the needs involved. And, and at the same time, from the management point of view, including them or getting them in that window, that's social media and all this, because mm. maybe we can talk about that if you want, but uh, I mean, it's understanding that we are all in the same page. It's like, you cannot go on this direction because the coach is, uh, spoiled, uh, I mean, the physical, uh, physical teacher coach is giving him some exercises, but later maybe he's doing another exercise on court. I mean, have to be right. that coordination of one really clear headline and always love labeling this mm -hmm. to the player saying you have to know that today if you do this you have to do this but 25 more things if you just do the one and the other 20 on your on your way is not going to work right who believes this becomes professional grows and gets always a better player because again is is how to say is one plus one equal to three no more or less okay. how a professional player must be doing mathematics on yeah. the way to believe because if they go to one plus one equal to two doesn't work right but i think also this is very relatable to you know the upcoming you know sports leaders you know in terms of like thinking you know this sort of mindset that of, of course like kind of like yes i can you know attend this program you know for instance at, at se and yeah i'll get like you know some insights and some knowledge but there's you know 10 15 20 other things i have to do you know to get at this career and to you know get the results that i want but let, let's talk a little bit about this you know sort of like the mindset and well, the that, stuff, that's a know. bit yeah that's a typical conversation because it's true but it's something that i want to include as uh, understanding that if the whole and the global picture of how sports works if you use technology that's one of the key aspects uh, uh, you generally you have in front a player who wants to win who wants to fight who wants to get the best of the world uh, and who really believe that he's able to do it and this uh, this is needed i mean the communication here is tough because you get someone who thinks, knows everything, but he didn't win what he must win, but he believes he's going to win. Right. And when he says, well, then suddenly comes the failure or losing a match and it's coming down because as you know, tennis, you win, you pass to the next round, you lose, you have to yeah. wait one right. week to play again. <laughs> and uh, that pressure again is tough. And then what generally we talk to the players is like, that type of, well, that's very Spanish. Maybe that was secret about why in tennis were so tough. Well, let's Is get that, the, the Spanish secret exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> Is that, for example, the, as you mentioned, uh, breaking the comfort zone. I give you a single example that I remember that, for example, you have a player in the other side. You're doing a volley and the player is on the side and you just move the player because you are on the volley really, really easy. 
-hmm. And the player gets a moment that starts to need to breathe. I mean, it's a long rally, and then yep. the player is starting to, to think of hitting in the other side because you, you the player is feeling tired. That is when here starts the, the real training. It says, give me one more, give me one more, another one, another one. The players need to be to the limit and you have to force him to get another ball. That feeling like he's able to get there and then when he's near on that, uh, that level of you don't think he's going to be in the next one is when you ask him now the important ball. Win the ball, cross and do your best because that's the tough ball when right. you need to change direction. But being tired, being like you get to the maximum and this, when you, when you are on that strong mentality, mm -hmm. uh, you, you are doing a great training. Why? Because later when you have that feeling, you know what you have to do. And right. you control the emotions and you know that you have to know that you can get three, four, five more balls you know that you can use that on your behalf, on your, on your, on your, on your needs. And this type of uh, exercises or this type of uh, saying, for example, is, is that, uh, the, 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 as I say, uh, the, the player gets to, 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 to know this, this, this is being recorded. And when the player comes to you and says, no, but, I lose the game. I didn't know what I lose. You learn from failures. That's a, <laughs> that's a worst part of sports. You, you learn from failures. You don't learn from winnings. You win, you even go to the next match. But if you lose, you want to know the reasons. And normally everybody blames on themselves. And then is when you can use technology showing them that, look at that, this point, you throw the right. racket, not acceptable. From this mistake, you make three more mistakes. And you lose the match because of your uh, lack of, uh, of, uh, of, of consistency or whatever. But when they see themselves is when you have them on the best feeling of getting better for the next time and doing exercises, how to, for example, uh, just not being so focused sometimes to look at the, 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 the sky, to, right. to come back and get to the next ball because this... These little tricks, they have to be teach and they have to be trained. And, and it's a fantastic uh, uh, evolution when you see the player that you are doing rallies of, uh, I don't know, 20 balls. Yep. He thinks it's the press and then you show after two months a new rally that you do, uh, uh, you do another rally and the player is doing 35 balls. 15 more balls than before. Also the weight, we constantly get the weight, the, 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 the type of food that we give them because it must be right. always, always there in order to say, well, you are slower because you are getting some weight or you are slower because you maybe at night you are eating chocolate and you don't, right. you don't, you don't accept the rules. I mean, chocolate is okay, but not three or four bars. Yeah, and then I know that you're angry. You have to take fruit. You have to drink more. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not easy. Not everybody can be right. champion, but at least the good habits is something that they will keep you healthy for many years. And that strong mentality is being applied for family, for business. <laughs> I mean, sports is very important in a daily life for many reasons. No, for sure. And and I mean, like I I think what is is very interesting as well about you know. 
tennis is that I mean, like, obviously, I don't, you know, follow it like to to an extreme degree, but I've been, you know, watching a little bit, especially, you know, because of our Norwegian, you know, friend uh, doing so well. But but I, I think always tennis is very interesting in the way where, you know, there's there's just several, you know, um, the matches tends to be very long so it's sort of like a little bit back and forth you know what i mean in, in a sense where okay uh you know the player a wins you know this round and then player b wins wins the other round and then kind of like goes a little bit back and forth it's very sort of like you know very long games you know and very long matches which has been very you know i think it must be very mentally you know exhausting in, in a sense as well for for the players and it's almost like okay who who is the toughest, not necessarily physically, but mentally, you know, to end up winning the game overall, yeah, you know, that's... between the two, two athletes. Uh, and I, I don't know your, your, your thoughts on this. I, I don't know if I'm, I'm, well, I'm on the right like track totally, here, <laughs> Well, that's a big question about what I come back to, as you mentioned, tennis, for example, I also a big fanatic about this sport. And I put example as, for example, Rafa Nadal or Djokovic, you know, mm -hmm. uh, they have, they have uh, years of playing. They, uh, well, Djokovic is on the top one for over more than a year. And um, this feeling of, so, when you saw them, like uh, Djokovic is, is what I say, uh, mentally the strongest. Right because he's uh, very regular. He knows when he has to attack, when he has to defend. He is always uh, showing that he, he, he is not so empathetic as Roger Federer, the other that is perfection, this guy. Sure. Uh, I don't know if he touched the floor sometimes, he flies on the court. And, and, and the last one is uh, Nadal, who is endurance. That's the, 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 the toughest guy that he, he goes every single ball. Either he plays with the 1,000 player in the world or the two player in the world, he plays on the same intensity. Yeah. There, are, there are aspects that for the audience will be nice, knowing that he is uh, warming up near 40 minutes before every single match. That's something that not all professionals they do. And, uh, and he knows his needs as well as his, uh, I don't know how to say, that type of movements with the bottles and all that is a secret because he knows the analysis from every single player. He wants to know what he has to do. He, right. he, if he thinks it's going to be a tough match, he knows when he has to eat carbohydrates or, uh, or uh, maybe a banana or, or, or he's really ready to analyzing in advance what he's going to confront and if the match is going well fantastic if the match is tough he knows he has to run more and he knows how to move and every single uh, needs of the intention to win because yeah. it's in a sport of i mean tennis is what you mentioned if you play today you have a long match how to recover how to be ready for the next match uh, that type of um, sport is is is, is that is individual, no? Yeah. And in order to say tennis for uh, that that they are sacred, you know, because for example, when you defend, you have to play across because it's a long distance. You never play parallel because it's shorter. Or either if the player goes to the net, you have to 
make him bully, not passing and doing a passing on the first ball. That's a mistake. You have to always getting a little space. When you see the space is when you can hit, but that's because of the of the young players who they have no passions or they have not that feeling of of building the rally. You have to go step by step. And when you see the opportunity, you can go. If you doubt, hit with, uh, I mean, it's, as you mentioned, it's very mental, but needs to be showing them their secrets of not making mistakes, of always beating or hitting one more ball than the other. And mm. all that is coming to, again, to the Spanish methodology. That's what right. we have been training for over, I don't know, many years. And maybe that's why we have one of the best. Well, we have always on the top players, there are always Spaniards there. Right. Because they they know how to 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 fight every single ball. That's well. I mean, like I, I think I think that's a key lesson here. Though, if uh, if there's one thing people can take from the podcast, you know, it's like <laughs> always expect another ball. You know, <laughs> exactly. Always, always. Well, that, that, that's a mistake. No, that you you you. It, that's a funny a, a joke. Sorry. Um, yeah. Is when you you get a player and you go to Spain or Portugal and Greece generally are the toughest players and then what happens is that uh, we don't get so many visitors who is coming as you mentioned your friend from norway with the courage to get to spain and win here yeah i'm sure the takeoff of this player is going to go back to norway and it's going to be what the hell this guy never fails he's doing top spin that's another aspect that we do in norway yeah. they play surf and volley and this and that the weather is not allowing them to play on, on clay, uh, maybe in summer, but because clay you use is, is, is the ball with the sun goes slower. And then, right. I don't know. Yeah, well, no. I hope hey. uh, soon is coming the Davis Cup, by the way, on November. Yeah. And let's see what happens. If, if Spain is going to win again, or maybe not, we will see. Well, he was he was part of the the, the European team that just won like the the, mm. the recent competition the Europe labor cup labor yeah. labor yeah. it's starting so, now i think it's playing they are playing now yeah no so he he i saw like his instagram post that they won so i was like yes nice. so they're doing yeah. he, he, he he's he's doing well he's been uh, performing i mean like he, he was always a good talent right and hardworking yeah. person but he he took a very huge step obviously he had sponsors you know like in norway helping him and then you know obviously being able to join the Nadal Academy, he's, you know, been taking huge steps and, you know, doing well, Fantastic. you know, in the rankings as well. So it's, it's a, it's a fun story. He's still, still kind of mm -hmm. young, you know, I think he's still like 21, 22 or something oh, like that. So that's a lot of potential. And I think he can be really, really strong, but he's, he's learning. He's been using the last few years, learning the Spanish, mm -hmm. you know, mentality and, you know, playing on clay and all this good stuff. So I'm sure maybe he'll be one of the best, you know, who knows? fantastic hopefully but uh i wanted to i wanted to sort of like finish up here and and sort of like finish up with the questions um just just more specifically you know what kind of tips do you have you know for students that are mm -hmm. you know looking to work in the sport industry but maybe like closer to you know professional athletes you know maybe you know in a high performance you know center setting yeah. like, what kind of tips do you have for them well being honest i think um is a is an aspect of of uh, these people who is applying for an interview wider 
encouraging them to or this passion to get in this type of business what they have to be is not being afraid they have to go and and even sometimes i am surprised that if they know what happens even going with the spirit of saying you are not doing this i have i hope i can help you here and showing them showing to the manager or the person that you have been talking about there's so many things that they have to be changed because of the rhythm, because of the needs, because of the structure. Right. And that commitment is from someone who really is full of energy. Uh, sometimes at the beginning, it's not going to be easy because mm. they, they have to understand that the sports is you don't accept failure. If someone is telling you no, say against why or give me a reason, in order to why you don't want to change the, I don't know, the marketing aspects of this company, the right. social media, something is very important, the customer yeah. relation management that never happens and they have to understand that 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 that, that is part of, 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 of the change of continuous evaluation aspects of, of invoicing and everything that we didn't talk about inside of business from the high performance center, but all that, cannot be done as before. I mean, the speed of, of, of communication dies every night at 12 o'clock and wakes up every day at six o'clock in the morning. And from, I don't know, for example, a player who wins a tournament, the, the coach there have to send a picture. That picture have to be published on the same day uh, about the congratulations from that kid or boy who was growing in terms of uh, classification and stuff. If you, don't do, if you do it one week after, this play is another tournament. Yeah. And you can talk about days. the tournament from the last week. I mean, it's crazy. And you have to be using the fresh aspects and building this atmosphere of creating a calendar to inform the fathers about the progression of the kids. And all that is not being done. I mean, some uh, high-performance centers, they try to adapt, but they don't have the mentality. And that's mm -hmm. why uh I, that's why i uh, these new people have to come with this uh, this how to say this uh, way of being responsible willing to make the change being strong in, in 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 informing the other people about why do you want to do this and if you do this which aspects are going to help you on your daily life and yeah i think is uh is it's it's is is my tip telling them yeah. that if they like that they don't have this is 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 it's very interesting but i mean it's it's really being ready to think in another way and showing them that the need of change is part of the of the of the the rule in the new future and i really think they these people is not academic anymore. I mean, they cannot go with the basics of a book. The book right. is there and the book yeah. is writing every day. And it's, it's, they need to be a bit uh, in that sense. I don't know if I put more as an advice, but I say, <laughs> don't be afraid and go for right. it. No, it makes, make, it makes total sense. And I think it's a perfect way to sort of like, you know, wrap up, wrap up this podcast for now. Of course, we, we, we could touch upon, you know, a lot of different things, but we have to keep it within the, within the time frame. you know, who, who, who knows, we'll, okay. uh, we'll, we'll dig a little bit deeper into things, you know, <laughs> in, in the future, regardless of that, you know, if, um, 
you know, to sort of like finish up here, um, obviously, Jordi, I would like to thank you, you know, for taking the time and for those that have, you know, been sure. been, been listening and, and, and enjoying this, you know, make, make sure to, uh, you know, sign up if you haven't already at the Sporting Global page and, and follow the SE uh, page at, at sportingglobal.com and connect with Jordi and, and a lot of the students, alumni there, you know, so you're aware of what they're doing, you know, check them out and, and you know, see if uh, maybe there's a good program for you that, that, that could fit you in the, in the process and, uh, Jordi, we have a we have a tradition here at the the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I don't know if you uh, you know about it all uh, already, oh, but awesome. we have to teach you some Norwegian. You know, that's, ah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's that's how it is. You know, I, I have to put the helmet now. Yeah, Viking. You know, you have to <laughs> be a Viking now. That's that, that's what it is now. Um, so. <laughs> Essentially, with every every video we do, we always finish with Visnakkes, which means see you later in Norwegian. So that's what you got to say. Visnakkes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Great job. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Jordi. Have a, have a great you. day. We'll, we'll talk soon. A pleasure. And I hope to talk to you soon. Anytime, any possibility. And see you in Barcelona. See you in Bye. Barcelona. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Bye.